welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 22. Today I'm joined by lovely guest, Rashida. Rashida is a fellow infertility warrior who will be sharing her story with us today. So welcome, Rashida, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. So to start off, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay, so my name is Rashida, just like you already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, I'm a media personality. I work on television. Um, what are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, just leave it by yourself. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, was there a part- particular time that you knew you wanted to be a mom? Okay, so um, pretty sure most women always look forward to wanting to be a mother at some point in their life. And so mm-hmm. I think my um, a friend. I've always loved um, babies. I've right. always um, um, looked forward to, you know, having mine. Right. And so uh, yes, um, I, I went into marriage with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Not thinking um, that could possibly be any reason why I shouldn't be a mother immediately. So I'll say um, I've always wanted to be, him, um, be a mom. Right from um, when I when I when I started thinking about marriage, right, right, so, um, so pretty early, pretty pretty early. And so, of course, today, since you're here to talk about your uh, journey to becoming a mom, wow. uh, can you tell us about your journey from when you did get married till when you became a mom? Oh, okay. So, um, too far too. Uh, right, too far too. So, I got married in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I, I didn't think I wasn't going to get pregnant six months down the line. But, um, so, um, we started trying. Um, so, I think um, about eight months into my marriage, um, I, I started getting agitated as uh, to so why this wasn't happening mm-hmm. and all of that. So um, we went to see um, a gynae who at first said, you know what, guys, please, I don't want to see you guys here. Just take a break. I mean, it's too early to start, um, to start worrying. Your right. Why you weren't pregnant at eight months after marriage. So he said, um, just go, go and enjoy yourself. And then maybe um, a year and six months after, if things hadn't changed, then I could start then getting myself worried and all of that. I wasn't so comfortable with, with that argument, but hey, <laughs> I wasn't a doctor. So, <laughs> yeah. well, we had, um, so life continued. But for some reason, I, I just wasn't so comfortable with, um, you know, that 
um, what the doctor said, but you know, we, we went back. So, um, so down the line, I think close to two years, at this point, I was already getting too, too worried. Right. So, back on, the doctor said, all right, okay, so now we can start, um, you know, carrying out investigations as to what was happening, if there was any particular reason why there was a delay. Mm -hmm. So, um, we started, um, you know, various tests here and there. But first, there were issues of um, some um, infections that we didn't even know about. Uh, because we, 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 we hadn't even tried to, um, you know, find out whether there was a problem anywhere. So the issues of infections came up and especially with such treatment and all of that. Mm -hmm. But yes, after the treatment, nothing was still happening. So the, okay, so at some point, let me say I, because it became more of my battle. My husband was not really clear. He was like, you know what, stop bothering yourself. Things are falling into line and all of that. Yeah, that's what men say, isn't it? That, <laughs> yeah, that didn't work for me. I, I became social agitated. So, um, so at some point, I, I felt, okay, maybe I, I, could, I could change doctors. Maybe I wasn't um, <laughs> seen by the right person. Right. So, uh, so I changed doctors and more investigations, um, you know, came up and all of that. So we're already going to the third year at this time and then still nothing. So at some point I thought, okay, we we, we realized that okay, there was an issue of infections that was treated already. So why was this still not happening? Yeah. So then... The, the normal test, the HSG, those kind of, you know, things started coming up and, you know, we just felt, okay. Um, then at some point, I think I went for another HSG and then wow. I, was, I was told I had a blocked period, one of my children blocked. All right. I said, okay, fine. We're getting there. So yeah. um, there was no analyzation, that treatment and all of that. So I went through that, um, but yet nothing was happening. So I know the line, I see that there must be more to this particular issue than we were being told. Yeah. So, um, so then um, I, I didn't ask um, a few um, friends who were in the medical line if you know, I could get another referral another gynae. So this time I got um, another gynae at some lattice. Okay. So at this point the gynae said, okay, I can't treat just you. You need to come with your husband. So another battle of convince, convincing my husband <laughs> to go to the hospital. Yeah. So along the line he eventually agreed to, um, to go with me. So we later realized from his staff that there was actually lift in town. Um. So, um, so it, he didn't he didn't take it easy at first because it was more like no, I, this isn't happening, blah 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 blah. So yeah, but then later, after so much um, pleading, after so much begging, mm -hmm. he 
run another test, which also came back with the same results. Okay, so then it was more like, okay, so you need to start treatment. So that was another battle entirely. That treatment wasn't forthcoming. So at, at that point in time, um, my younger sister got married along the line and she had a baby. So um, then her line of work was one that didn't give her so she was caught in between resigning or um, taking care of her baby. So I said, you know what? I have the time. I can do um, <laughs> this for you. So um, I, I, I made them bring um, the, the, the boys to mine every morning. Wow. So we to get together. I was practically, it was more like, okay, so this was like a comfort zone for me. More like, okay, yeah. if I can't have mine, then I can take care of someone else's. And so that, that for me was like a shield. Um, so um, that happened for um, up until he was two years and then they had another wow. baby and he decided to resign until he started taking care of her kids. <laughs> so I was back to my reality. Yeah. So um, at this point, I think um, this was about maybe um, the sixth year of my marriage. Wow. So, I, 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 at this point, I, said, I started getting angry, not at myself, but at my husband, that, you know what, it looks like I'm in this alone. You're not as agitated as I am. So, we need to decide what exactly we want. Do you want to make this work, or is this just about me? So it was a running battle. And so um, we started arguing a lot. We started fighting a lot. We started, and so there was a crack. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, I, then this resentment started coming. I mm. started going home because when I go home, there, there was really nothing to talk about because we, we started disagreeing a lot. Yeah. And because I, I was more particular about having my own time. And then he was particular about, okay, you know what? It'll happen at that time. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want that time. <laughs> I want something to work. It became a huge battle. And we started fighting a lot. We started arguing. And things um, started going south for us. And so, um, at this point, I had my siblings because I'm the first of three. Um, so I, 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 I didn't have a particular friend that I could share this with because I felt that it was something that um, I, I, I couldn't toy with. And I, I didn't want to share um, you know, this thing with just practically anybody. So my siblings were more like my confidence at that time so we, we, we tried together we laughed together we were um you know in this together so at some point in time i think in 2012 mm. um, i told my siblings um that you know what i think i want to walk out of my mind and they were shocked they were like really you can't do this you you're putting too much and you want to walk out. But I said to them, I said, you know what, I, I think um, 
it's something to be in um, um, a marriage and you're with your friends and you have the support. But if things are not the way you want it to be, I yeah. think I really didn't want to use it. That's um, that marriage. And then my mother-in-law wasn't even happy in that way. She was, um, she was here and there. She was ringing down my neck, come to this church, come to this deliverance, come to eyes. At yeah. some point, I didn't take it anymore. So I told my husband that, you know what, it looks like we're just going to go separate ways. He, he, he was shocked that um, I could say that because he knew that um, I, I held my marriage in high esteem and I, I, I wouldn't make things to work. But at that time, I just lost interest. And um, he, he didn't believe I was serious about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe I was serious about it myself. But I just zeroed my mind and I said, you know what, I, I, I'm not happy here anymore. And I really don't want... Um, you know, there's this thing that they say, I don't know if it's true, but I think if you guys have a thing that, you know, where there is really no happiness, where there's no peace of mind, then a baby can't come in there, you know, all those um, folklore that you hear and things like that. So yeah. uh, I just made up my mind. So we, but then at some point I thought, okay, let me go hang in here and see if I could wrap my head around, you know, looking things out. So, one particular day we had a very bad argument that almost resulted into um, something violent. So I called my dad and I said, you know what? Something about my mother said, no, you can't be there. Hmm. I said, well, if I married, I brought this man home. So if I'm telling you that I'm no longer interested then you need to support me. So my dad was like, okay, if that's what you want, then let's see how we can put this out. So when I left, my husband called my dad uh, and my dad said, okay, let, let's sit at a round table and see how uh, we can get this out. But unfortunately, my dad doesn't sing with us. So my husband didn't even okay. go to see my dad, he was over the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, his parents also didn't even call, you know, my dad. And my dad said, you know what, okay, it looks like you're really not going to come to about this. Long, long instead of it, I walked out of that marriage. Because I was, um, I was pretty, pretty much from getting to school. I wasn't getting the support I needed. So I walked out of that marriage. So um, that was in 2013. Later, 2013, early 2014, I met someone else. Uh, we were friends, and one thing led to the other. Mm-hmm. We started this, and I got pregnant. Wow. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> I, was, I was shocked. So, I, I believe in myself like okay mm. i'm pregnant right okay so but um, i think after six weeks i lost the pregnancy oh, i didn't so feel sorry. i didn't feel that bad 
But I was more elated that, oh, I got pregnant. Okay, yeah. so I'm about to get pregnant. That means this can happen again. Of course, it did. Three months after, it happened again. Um, I got pregnant again, but I lost it again. So no. I got pregnant in a space of six months. And I'm like, really? Nine years, nothing. And in six months, this is happening. So I, I, that, that, you know, set me on another, uh, you know, I just got fainted. So after the fourth um, pregnancy and I lost it, or mm-hmm. another two, I didn't get pregnant again. So I knew, okay, uh, it, it's time to fix help again. Mm-hmm. So that's the okay. Um, so we we ran tests, and at, at that point in time, it was not a fertility clinic. Okay. So uh, then I was told that at that point in time that um, my eggs were already depleting. Right. So um, it was best I I I you know did an IVF just so because if I got pregnant again, there was every possibility that I could lose it again or have um you know. Um, some complications. Mm-hmm. So, okay, if if that's the route to, to go, then let, let's let's go. So that was how the idea cycle started. So I I did the first one. Uh, it failed. So so that got me really really pretty devastated. Yes. That. Um, after everything, and, I, and then I said, it's cool, you know what, I'm not even ready to try again. And my mother said, I don't want to try again. I mean, it works. So let's give it another push, and let's see if, you know, it will work again. So um, I said, okay. I tried to put myself in that frame of mind again for another round of cycle. Mm. And lo and behold, I could work. And wow. So, <laughs> Two boys. Oh my! Congratulations. That's amazing, isn't it? I'm so sorry about your losses. Then uh, right words for that. Um, but um, it's totally amazing, and thank God now you have two boys, twins. Wow! And you know how we love twins in Nigeria. That's such a big deal. <laughs> That's amazing what you went through. Hmm? Sorry? That's why it's such a big deal. To it, have is. it is. You know, <laughs> it's also interesting when I read it on the internet, people say, you know, you want to make sure they avoid uh, multiples, you know, because of potential complications and all that. And of course, you know, we know those exist. But it's just that in Nigeria, we don't even remember any of that. It's just like, oh, I want twins, I want triplets, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. It's beautiful. Congratulations. That's amazing for your rainbow baby boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you went through so much. Uh, it's amazing how you, you were very firm, though, and advocated for yourself, even with the clinics and, you know, also being um, so sure and stating that you wanted to have kids and uh, you were not getting the support you wanted. Um, right. you advocated for yourself, which is just truly amazing because sometimes we women don't do that, you know. Yeah, and I, 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 
think that's one of the major problems um, that well, women have, especially in a society like Nigeria, where yeah. um, you you see um, even when you're not happy in a marriage, even when you're not happy in a home, you tend to want to stay yeah. just because you're not society will stay or not. You don't want to be judged. Exactly. But I think at some point in time, we just need to come to that place where irrespective of what people say and um, what you want your happiness your state of mind yeah. comes to play first and and sometimes you you don't um nobody will take that decision for you mm-hmm. except to stand for yourself and um, go the full hog and take the decision yourself it's, it's a tough one yeah it is a tough one especially if you don't even have your family to support you or you don't have people around you to pat your back. It's a exactly. tough one. Yeah. So it, it, it depends on um, the individual who you're dealing with and the circumstances surrounding your situation. What yeah. works for me definitely might not work for someone else. So True. It's also um, very important that um, you know we we don't do the copy and paste um, yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Find um, you know what works best for you and how you can also carry your situation. It's it's a it's a big deal in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, when where people are judged for the decisions they take. It's yeah. A big deal. It is. And uh, we hope that that will change with people hearing more stories and just creating more awareness. Because in reality, all those other people that keep judging you and making all those statements, they're going to live their own lives and they have their own issues at home as well anyway. So it's ridiculous to have people just focus so much on other people's decisions that don't actually even impact them. So... But there's something you also noted uh, early on uh, in your conversation when you noted that um, uh, your husband at the time didn't want to go for testing. Now, I know this is something also very popular in Nigeria I mean, uh, and maybe other places as well. Many times the men don't want to go for testing. They always believe they're fine. Nothing could be wrong with them, right? Because if there's any issues at home, like in terms of getting pregnant, it should be the woman because that's what we always focus so much on. But in reality... There can be issues yeah, it, with the, with the man. Yeah, most times, well, maybe about, um, I, I don't want to put the same face so I, I don't run far of um, you know. But most times, you realize that um, you have more male factor. Yeah. Dealing with infertility than the female factor, but um, because um, it's also um, a thing of ego. Yes. Those men don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. And I've also realized that sometimes, the majority of the time, they know. <laughs> it's interesting, they right? Know yeah. that, they know that they have um, those issues. Wow. So they try so hard to um, hide and try to divert attention. Mm-hmm. And make it look like a woman. So wow. it it all depends on how how much you know we want to keep covering up. 
yeah. situation. But um, also it depends if, if we all start um, speaking out and stop covering up, yeah. then things will begin to get better. Because if you know that it's a male factor and you cover up, you get to, you get to take the blame. Yes. You get to, you get to, to be looked you know, comfortably and you get to be mocked. Yep. But if, 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 you know, you know it's a male factor and you also say it out. If, I mean, not to everybody. Of course, but yeah. I mean, say it to let him know that you know what this is not just about me. So, at their own privacy, at their own conveniences, then they begin to drum some sense of reality into those responsible. That you know what you also need to seek help. And yeah. the thing about it is that there's help. There's exactly. help. There's, there's help. There's help. There's help if people want to want um you know to embrace help so it's not it's not a dead end and and sometimes the fact that it's a no factor doesn't mean it even needs to result into a cycle or into the yeah. rc i mean sometimes they get they get by with treatment mm-hmm. and you know sometimes when the right things are done at the right time yeah they push they push through but the delay the delay itself is, is um, something that is quite worrisome because if you delay for so long, then it gets to a point where um, it can't even be used anymore, even for for a cycle. Yeah. You know, so it's it's it's. Um, I mean, the male factor thing is something that um, we need to all also raise consciousness. In. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Like you said, delayed denial is just not helping anybody. And like you rightly said as well, it can be treated. So it's not like uh, something that can be resolved. It can be if you seek help uh, early enough. Yeah. So hopefully with more stories coming out, we also have more conversations about this. We can change things and make things much better for our future generations. Right, because I also realized that um, more awareness and so people are beginning to know more things. Um, you know, I mean, backtrack to 10 years, we probably would not have been able to host this conversation. I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> awareness. And so people are becoming more, you know, damning the consequences. So who cares? Yes, I, you know. Let yeah. people know about what's happening. So I think we're growing. We're growing. We're getting more matured. Um, hopefully, conversations like this and, you know, with, with um, more exposure, yes. we will begin to, um, you know, get better stories yes. from, from individual homes in years to come. Exactly. Well said. Thank you. So I know that um, you talked about your sisters being such a huge support system uh, while going through this whole journey. Did you have friends as well, or was it just through your sisters and family that you sought support while trying to become a mom? Yeah, I think I sought support more from my siblings, just like mm-hmm. I said. Um, so 
sometimes I could also be a very private person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was also very particular about who I, I spoke with yeah. or who I shared my issue with. Um, so I, 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 I thought solely more in my siblings and, and mostly families. Um, I have, you know, my aunties around me that we could, we could talk about issues, we could talk about what I was going through. Um, so basically, I, I would say more of my family. Right. And it's so true. It's so important being sure of the people you communicate with and confide in, because obviously it's such a sensitive topic and you don't want people just giving you uh, wrong advice or, you know, getting the conversation to every other place they can about it. So that's very important as well. Was there any point in time that you, you said to yourself that, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Maybe this, I'm just, I just want to stop trying. Because I know that yeah, you noted I, that your husband pushed you as well to say, try again. Yeah. So I wonder. After the first cycle. Okay, so before the, before the first um, IVF, I, I also had um, three IUIs. Uh, uh, so, um, so after the first IVF, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. It's fine. It's, <laughs> let me continue to live my life. If I mean, it's not. It's not a thing. It's not a, if I'm not a biological mom. I mean, I can be mom to whoever. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I could. I wasn't ready to go through um, the cycle again. I wasn't. Ready. I, I was quite devastated because maybe I was too sure. But yeah. one time it was gonna work. Yeah. So I just I I relaxed and I thought, you know what? I think I got it this time. But when it failed, it, it got me it set me back a bit. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I, I, I don't even think I want to record this again. <laughs> so I I gave up for for at that time. But my husband said, You can't give up now and then you you can't um, too far to give up now, but I said, you know, I, I don't think I want to go through this treatment anymore. I'm just, but he gave me the push and he said, okay, you know, we'll just take the second trial, and if it doesn't work, then yeah. it's fine. So, but um, alas, I, I, I tried the second time and it worked. Thank God. It is, it is the thing with IVF, right? You, uh, you just think it's almost a guarantee, right? Because you always hear, oh, IVF. It's, some people even say congratulations because it almost it seems like for sure <laughs> it's going to work, but that's not a reality. Yeah, but the doctor, he, he, he told me, he said, you know what? I'm not, it's just a fifty. So I'm, I'm not going to say that it's from 100%. So oh, that's it's, good. It works. Uh, yeah. So he, he, he prepped me, he prepped me from the beginning and said it's mm-hmm. That's amazing. He did that again. Yeah. He prepped me from the beginning. Right. And, I mean, of course, you rightly noted what infertility could do to a couple by noting, especially if you're not on the same page. Because, again, 
even if you're not um, fighting or arguing, it's just that sometimes men do not process the same information the same way or they don't express their frustrations the same way. So it seems some, sometimes yeah. it can seem like the woman is really, really pushing and the guy might seem like, you know what, it will happen when it's supposed to be. So yeah. you, you, you highlighted, yeah. Personality plays a big role here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some people are laid back and they they're not as um, pussy. Yeah. Maybe some men are just not as pussy as we, as women sometimes. Yeah. But again, I think sometimes some some are just they don't have this attitude of you know what. Okay. Um. At 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 the time, and you know we're we're chucky, not um not. Or um, maybe churches in the world to you, we tend to play church, or we tend to play God sometimes yeah. when things like this. And you say, "Oh, this led with on God, let us for God's time." Mm-hmm. But again, if one doing anything, if one trying, if if we're not putting effort, yeah, then I'm not I'm not sure God Himself will, you know, set up. To do anything if you're not trying to make things work yourself. Yeah. So it's a huge one even for couples who um, don't understand or who are not, wouldn't have the same level of processing things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult. But I, I also think along the line, some, some get a hang of it. Yeah. Balance and make things work exactly. So it depends on you know, Couple. Um, the person at play, yeah. And you did mention something very important, actually, especially since you know, in our culture in Nigeria, here, um, when you say that it will happen when God wants, and sometimes yeah. we don't try to seek any form of treatment, and it might be mm-hmm. something so simple. Uh, that needs to be resolved and we just stay at home. So it's interesting, but for other things, we don't say that. Like, I mean, if someone has, I don't know, typhoid or malaria or whatever it is, they go to the clinic. But then if it's for <laughs> something like this, they're like, no, don't play God. It's, it's weird, but somehow we need to change that mindset that seeking treatment doesn't necessarily mean you're playing God. You know, also sometimes there's always the don't talk about it um, yeah. attitude that also mm-hmm. comes with insecurity. So you're always just off, off around you know, people. And sometimes you're even, um, you're not sure if you could actually make suggestions to people yeah, who you think are going through um, the same because. It could be it could be misconstrued, and exactly. so sometimes you have this um, don't talk about this attitude mm-hmm. surrounding ability. So uh, I think it's still a big issue. Yeah. It is, uh, and um, gradually, 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 yeah. True. And how would you say infertility changed you? Um. Okay, so it depends on, you know, um, what exactly about me is changed. 
But I think it, it taught me more about resilience. Right. It taught me more about perhaps wanting to go the full hog if you have a mindset mm-hmm. of achieving a goal. So I think for me, those years taught me to fight for whatever I believe in. Yes. Perhaps yeah. if, if, if I didn't, um, if I didn't have that fighting spirit, then I probably would have given up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it for me. That's wonderful. And knowing what you know now, if you're looking back to your young, the young Rashida, what is the one piece of advice yeah. you'll give her? Um, I think that would be um, okay, so this is it and I think to those around me um, I mean younger friends that I do have mm-hmm. uh, I think that's one thing I tell them now um, is the fact that don't leave things too late. Yes. Try to, even, even, even if you are married, try to know your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to know things going on within you. Um, so in terms of um, medical, you know, don't, don't take your medical granted. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I think there are also issues that women deal with that they really do not know about. Uh, I've come across people who had, um, you know, ovarian cells, had issues that they didn't know about until they got married. So it'll be more be friends with your body. Try to. Um, you know, not things going on within you. I think I also would say that um, um, I, I, was, I wasn't too keen about, um, you know, things like ovulation, things right. like monitoring my cycle appropriately. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think I left these things for too long before taking... Um, full notes or making mental notes of them. I, I guess there are some things that um, I, I probably would tell um, the younger residents to, to take notes of. You know, just know your body as a woman. Mm-hmm. Know the things happening, you know, within you. Perhaps yeah. it, 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 would, it could also make one know on time if you had issues that you were dealing with. So true. That's so important because, you know, like rightfully said, we just, you know, when you're younger, you just think, well, as long as, as, long as my period comes and I'm not having any sex anyways, I'm fine, whatever, whenever it comes, it comes. But we don't realize yeah. that all those things have an impact and they play a role. And we should be paying That's more right. attention to yeah. You're also open to infections that, that necessarily um, are not um, FBI. Yeah. Exactly. You never know. Yeah. And you never know. Um, I think those are some of the things that um, 
would, would cut it for me. Also, that's so much wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. And if you had one quote or word of affirmation that kept you going through your, your journey, is that one you'd like to share? Um, I just say that would be the fact that my, my siblings always told me that you'll make, you make a great mom. And so I, I kept that at the back of my mind. And I said, you know what? If others um, could see that in me, yeah. then I kind of start saying that about myself. And yes. um, so I, 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 whatever avenue I had to prove to myself that I could be a great mom, I did that. So, um, but, you know, I just saw that, okay, perhaps if one day I eventually became a mom, um, yeah. then this wouldn't be nice for me. So I think that kept me going. And um, that's it. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful affirmation to keep making. And yes, you, you're a great mom, I'm sure of that, because, you know, you taking care of your sister's kid every single day for two yeah. years, knowing fully well that you were trying to have yours. That's amazing. That's such a selfless, wow. selfless thing to do. So that's amazing. And I'm sure they were right. <laughs> and you're a great mom. That's a wonderful affirmation to have daily, especially during this infertility journey. And as a wrap-up, Rashida, are there any words of encouragement or hope for any other person or other couples currently dealing with infertility? Um, that would be to seek help because right. I think technology has made things a, a whole lot easier. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, it, it can be expensive, you know, because we're, we're all different and, um, you know, but uh, there's, there's no harm in, in starting small. Right. Help. There's help. There's help now more than ever. And everyone can be a parent now. I believe that so well. There's yeah. so many things out there that, that you know, can be done to achieve this particular state. So seek help. Seek help. Seek help. That for me is the most important thing. And then well, well, we'll continue to be hopeful and we'll continue to put our trust in God that, um, you know, we all will be wonderful parents. But then seek yes. help and believe in God. That'll be it. Thank you so much. Those are amazing words of encouragement and advice. We do need to seek help more. So thank you for reminding us of that. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Rashida. It's been amazing having you on the show. You have shared so much wisdom. You have enlightened us in so many ways. You have reminded us of things we need to change. Uh, in our homes, in our culture, in our society. And your strength and testimony has been really inspiring. I'm sure so many women and men out there will be inspired. And your story would help to renew their hope and help them to advocate for themselves and to push forward for what they want and seek to achieve that. So thank you, Rashida. It's been a pleasure having you on today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. 
Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.